glass, so DJ turn me up. DJ turn me up. Yeah. I like my music, glass, so DJ turn me up. DJ turn me up. Yeah. I like my music, glass, so DJ turn me up. DJ turn me up. Yeah. I like my music, glass, so DJ turn me up. DJ turn me up. Trying to get hit, music allowed this nigga but hits If I hop on it, then do what you get I just go in like the fit of a switch I come to party, trying to get hit Music allowed this nigga but hits If I hop on it, then do what you get I just go in like the fit of a switch We are back in four, three, two, one. All right, we are back. It is episode 398 of Kicking It with the King and your host, Gabriel Hernandez. As always, we are back, back to back. Good to be here. Um, the last episode we had, we talked and previewed UFC 272. On this one, we will recap and discuss and, and talk about What's next for the winners, for Colby Covington, for uh, Rafael Dos Anjos looking as good as he did, and um, amongst more, what's next for Jorge Masvidal, what's next for Colby Covington, how do they both fit into the welterweight pitcher, well, whatever happening with Leon Edwards, there's so much to talk about on this episode, there's so much to recap, so without further ado, as always, ladies and gentlemen, be sure to sit back. Relax and enjoy it. Kicking it with the King is available everywhere. You get your podcast exclusively on Spotify, exclusively on Apple Podcasts, iHeartRadio, any of the platforms, anywhere you guys get your shows. So it's good to be here. It's good to be back. Um, excited to be back here on the very show. Um, excited to talk to you guys. Excited to um, discuss and recap the main event. Obviously, uh, um the main event, obviously, of UFC 272, so let's, let's not waste any time to get right into it. Um, UFC 272 is a wrap. Uh, amazing performance by Colby Covington. Colby Covington, obviously, as you know, if you haven't watched the fight by now, um, you must be living under a rock. But Colby Covington defeated Jorge Masvidal by a uh, unanimous decision, uh, 50-45. Um, a lot of people predicted that Colby would win. And use his wrestling, as we did say on the last show, I think his wrestling, his ability to, to grapple, to, you know, not get tired or anything, just to constantly wrestle, constantly um, use that pace that he, that he used to using and uh, constantly, uh, you know what I mean, just constantly moving forward, just does not get tired. So, I mean, Colby did exactly what Colby needed to do. He utilized the grappling very well, utilized, you know, putting George up against the cage, you know, taking him down, you know, just completely controlling him on the ground, putting him in several uncomfortable spots, and you had a, lots of grappling, man. There was a lot of grappling on deck for UFC 272 in the main event. Um, Colby obviously looked good as he did, flawless performance, not a scratch on him, 
I mean, for George, you can't say the same thing, but a lot of people thought that this fight would be a really big, and, you know, uh, obviously it could be an, an either way kind of fight, like a 50-50 kind of fight. And if you think about it, man, a lot of these fights are um, 50-50, but when you look at styles and you look at the matchups and, and you preview all the matchups and you think about all the potential outcomes, if you're one of those people that like to say that, think about matchups when they happen or before they happen and stuff like that and you try to like preview what's going to happen and think about what's going to happen based off either the last few fights the styles or just purely what you think is going to happen purely what i thought was going to happen was colby was going to use and return back to his wrestling because if you look at it really and both the usman fights that colby had recently as of late um there wasn't really any um any wrestling involved so great to see that on display colby gets the job done um what's next for colby in the post fight interview um he called out he didn't call out any welterweight contenders but uh less a lot ladies and gentlemen if he doesn't call out someone at welterweight what other fights are there i mean who else is there right now at 170 pounds that's worth colby fighting i mean some people are talking shit or uh, not talking shit some fans have seen some some fan comments. Um, I also did see the champion Kamaru Usman say like he hasn't called out like Kamzad Chimaev or or um, anyone else at 170 pounds. But Colby hasn't fought everybody at 170 pounds, but he did work his way up to a title shot. So I mean, if there is nothing else for him to do right now, really like you know we, we want to keep this train rolling, and Colby's really as good as he is, you know, if he really is as good as he is, you know, we should really uh, look into keep continuing to keep him busy. Because if we keep him busy, then we'll, we'll obviously be closer and closer to maybe warranting another shot at the title. He's clearly the second best. I mean, what better matchup now to make other than the Colby and Leon Edwards? How about that? So, how about Colby beats Leon Edwards? I mean, I don't know if I really personally want to see him right back in the mix for a title shot. I I don't see that as a possibility. But, you know, Colby can work his way up. He can fight other contenders. And he can make it inevitable that they have to give him another shot or, you know, make it to where he's literally the only one left for contendership i guess i don't know who knows what's going to go on um for kamaru and then after kamaru obviously i know kamaru didn't fight this last weekend but we're going to get to jorge masvidal in a second what's next or what we should feel should be next you guys are going to like my thoughts you guys are going to like what i have in store you're going to like what i have to say about this next thing okay so for Jorge, uh, for kamaru usman right so kamaru usman he uh he looked he looked really good um the last time he fought colby I mean, he's looked good in his last few fights. I mean, the finish over Gilbert Burns. I mean, the second win over Colby. The first win over Colby. And just everything that he's been able to put together since he's been a champion. Since he's kind of, you know, went from just wrestling to grappling to punching to knocking people out. I mean, the knockout over Jorge Masvidal still stands as one of the, one of the most impressive that we've seen so far. And still is. I mean, George did get hurt a couple times in that fight with Colby as, his, as did Colby. The fight was excellent. I actually, uh, what is it? I watched it fully, or I rewatched it 
yes the day before yesterday and I thought overall it was a pure domination by Colby I mean there was a couple moments where Colby was hurt there was a couple moments where George got hurt and we had never seen George get uh get hurt and I mean dropped or anything stunned like that I mean we did get see her get stunned against Darren Till in their fight but other than that, we really never seen Masvidal in trouble. I mean, obviously the Usman fight the second time and and stuff like that. But realistically, George has really been a very good fighter, and a lot of his losses, handful of them, have been very close and could arguably gone the other way for sure. And uh, you know, it's unfor it's unfortunate for George, but um, you know, that's just how it goes when you have shit judges and stuff like that. But overall. For Kamaru Usman, I mean, I don't really, I mean, Leon Edwards, there's Leon Edwards, there's, uh, we got the Gilbert Burns versus Kamzad Shemaya fight, that arguably could be uh, touted as a number one contender's bout. If Kamzad is really as good as he says, and he beats Gilbert Burns with ease, and he makes a statement, then, and he, or maybe if he beats Gilbert Burns in a lot more impressive fashion than Kamaru did, then we could get a Kabzad Chimaya versus a Kamaru Usman at long last. I mean, they're talking that he needs more fights. He needs more top 10 experience and stuff like that. But, um, alas, I think that still he, if he really, if he beats Burns, okay. My argument is that if he beats Burns, I feel like he will have done enough to warrant a title shot. Hence, if he doesn't get the win against Kamaru, then that will show you that he just, you know, was rushed a little too early in a way. Maybe that wasn't the matchup. Maybe we got a little overhyped for this man. And this is something that we have to do and we always pay attention to all the time in this sport. If you pay attention to it, if you're one of those people that watch, I mean, overhyping people, um, putting too much and attaching too much hype to someone, it can, it can get nasty sometimes. You know what I mean? It can get nasty. It can, uh, you know, you can get overblown. You can get destroyed. You can obviously look what happened to Darren Till when he first fought Tyron Woodley. I mean, he fought his way to a world title shot. If you look at where he is now, he's not necessarily doing the best of the best. But that's what happens when some people get rushed. They get rushed. They think about, you think about, like, what's next. You either, like, when you're rushing stuff, excuse me. Sorry if I sound congested too, by the way. Like, I'm literally getting over this shitty-ass allergies and stuff. Maybe absolutely congested with, like, the last three days. But, like I said, if Kamzad's hype gets shut up super fast, then that's going to take even more steam out to 170-pound division. I mean, Gilbert Burns is the biggest and stiffest test that Kamzad will have to fight and, and obviously compete with. You know, Gilbert Burns is very good with his grappling, very good with jiu-jitsu. Very good with the striking, and he's not uh, a slouch for any, and not any means necessary. Not saying that anybody that comes out has fought is a slouch or anything like that, or uh, there were a lot of very tough guys that he has fought. But this will be a step up, and you know he's no Gerald Mershart or any of these other motherfuckers that comes out has fought. Even though comes out has starched people up at a higher weight class. We still don't know what he is 100% capable of. Hence, when he fights Gilbert Burns, we will know 100% what he is capable of. If he gets a winner, if he gets a win, or Kamzai gets a win, I'm 100% supportive in a title shot, depending on the performance of Kamzai and depending on how lethal and devastating he claims to be and devastating and how he claims to look like. If he looks good, if he does prefer, perform against Gilbert Burns in impressive fashion, say he beats Gilbert Burns by like first round knockout or TKO, he starches him, okay? 
give that man a title shot, okay? So from one man to another, unfortunately for Game Brad, um, his uh, fight with Colby did not go the way he wanted at all, but still. Chael Sonnen said this, and I'm pretty sure there's a lot of other people that feel the same way, but if you look at it, unfortunately, for George, it, it does suck for him to lose. I mean, he's fighting the best of the best at his age, as long as he's been in the fight game, and a lot of close fights that he's had. It's, you know, really, this like since he's fought Darren Till and beat Ben Askren and stuff like that, and, um, you know, the, the big wins that he's had, like, I feel like, I don't know if he's, is this, you want to say this is his pride, but George has been in some of the most prime years of his of his life when it comes to the fans and, you know, the love, the recognition, the day and age of social media, tweet, delete, block, like, Instagram, TikToks. We're in, we're in the era of likes. We're in the era of social media. So, we're, we're, I mean, he has been fighting for a long time, but he's also grown up in an area where we didn't have social media, our era, excuse me, where we didn't have that much social media, so growing up, seeing him, uh, him seeing all the social media, him being a part of the social media, I mean, everything that Gabe Red's been able to do his entire career, if you have not recapped or covered Gabe Red's entire career, you do not have any idea what this man has been and what he has accomplished, okay, because what he has accomplished is second to none in a lot of ways, I mean, especially coming back from I mean, there's a lot of fantastic fighters that grow up either training Muay Thai or training kickboxing or boxing since they were kids and stuff like that. But George has been um, brutally fighting in Bodog. And um, it was a Bodog. It was like a promotion or something like that. And he has a big win over Eves Edwards back in the day, too. And then, um, you know, he's fought in, in the backyard streets with Kimbo and stuff like that. But overall, point blank, we're not here to talk about George's history and stuff like that. Unfortunately, he came up short against Colby. But let, let alone, ladies and gentlemen, this is the point I was going to make out of all this was that George is at that point. He's done so much in his career that he doesn't need to be fighting different contenders and stuff. All respect. You know, he doesn't need to fight number two in the world or number three in the world or anybody ahead of him in the title fight in title race. He deserves those paydays, those big money paydays, I know he just signed a new contract, it seems to be a lot of, uh, this seems to be a little curse, anytime someone signs a new contract, they end up losing their next fight, and it's like a wow, what the fuck moment, like wow, did we gamble, did we flip the script on him, did we, did we put too much into him for this one, or no, no, I'm just kidding, um, for George, Unfortunately, like I said, we just got done saying he didn't win, but he's one of those people that could come off of a couple losses or a few losses in a row and still look impressive. You know what I mean? If that makes sense. And fight-wise for George, fight-wise for George, there is one fight that is coming to my mind. There's one fight that just pops up. There's one fight in my head that is absolutely inevitable. It's one of those rare occasions where you get both men win or lose, and motherfuckers are still lining up to see them. Motherfuckers still want to see them. Motherfuckers still want to, you know, we'll watch and we'll pay for their fights. The similar to Nate Diaz. It doesn't matter if Nate wins or loses. It matters that these people want to see them. So these superstars who have that aura over them where 
It doesn't matter if you're winning or losing. I mean, this game, winning is everything, and losing really, you know, it sucks to lose. And if you're losing a lot in this game, it, it could poise a really negative impact on your career, depending on how you look at it, depending on how the fans look at it, and depending on how the UFC looks at it. But you got guys like George Masvidal, Nate Diaz, and Conor McGregor. These are huge stars. Huge, huge stars. So, um, that being said, I, I am penciling in a Jorge Masvidal versus Conor McGregor bout. I mean, it could be at 170 pounds. We don't want to see either man cut that down 155 pounds right now. I think excellently that this fight would be an excellent one. I think that George obviously wants that fight. I think it has to be a big money fight. I think the promotion for that fight would be absolutely excellent. I think that both men would would obviously talk back and forth. They would sell the fight. They would uh, obviously do a social media game. Anybody that's in, in bed with Connor in, in the fight game obviously has to deal with his tactics, deal with everything that comes with it, you know, like all the promotion, the interviews and stuff like that. And Masvidal having a heated rivalry with Colby like he did in the last fight and just the interviews on SportsCenter and all that. I mean, uh, fight-wise, I mean, if you look at Masvidal's last few fights, I mean, he has he has two of the fights with Usman. Unfortunately, uh, he came up short in the second fight and the first fight with Usman. And um, who was the last fight he had? Yeah, so his last fight was Usman, the second one, and then he fought Colby recently. But, you know, he's fought for the 170-pound title twice. He's had the opportunity to fight for the 170-pound title twice. Um, he's a big star regardless of a win or loss. Um, he's still a huge star. And I think that Connor fight makes a lot of sense. I mean, we don't have to worry about grappling, wrestling, or anything. I mean, Masvidal is 100% able to choke Connor and get him in a position where he can uh, probably uh, pull off a good submission or something like that. But most people, stylistically-wise and, and fan-wise, and, and people just thinking about this, this particular matchup, um, they're sitting back thinking that this is going to be a full-fledged striking battle if Masvidal takes on uh, Conor McGregor. Who's this motherfucker over here? You better be, you better be uh, lost or something, or looking for directions or something, because Lord knows you ain't gonna just be sitting here looking at some motherfuckers uh ran like someone's house or something. If you're not like from here or you're not from the area and stuff like that, I don't think that you should be around here. That's pe- that's how literally how people get like killed and shot at and looked at funny, or let alone get the cops called on you for looking suspicious like that. Like who the fuck are you and what are you doing sitting over here? That's people how that's how literally how people get their ass beat too. That's how I feel like, especially if you're in someone's hometown or you're over you're in a spot you're not supposed to be. I mean, it's dangerous. I mean I'm like I said, I'm in the Honda Civic or Honda Accord right now. So we're we're doing we're doing a podcast later from the car. So we always do that here. That's what we do out here on this podcast. It's good to be here on this podcast. So like I said, if you do like our show by the way, before we get back to the fight talk and stuff, be sure to follow us, like, share, rate, and review our shows. We've been appreciating all the likes, all the news and all the coverage we have been getting lately. You guys are awesome. Thank you all for uh, tuning in and listening to our show. Each and every single week, we try to cover all the latest and greatest UFC news, content, and everything else under the sun. Anything of interest, folks. Anything that's exciting. 
anything that we think will be hard hitting for fans, be hard hitting for people, and be hard hitting for over, the overall MMA community and the overall the world, just in general, ladies and gentlemen. We are a podcast. We're here. We're here to keep you entertained, keep you motivated, and also, obviously, give you us hard hitting intel on my thoughts on all these fights and everything on Sunday the Sun, ladies and gentlemen. Anything of interest, we will sit and we will talk here a week, every single week, at least two times a week, two times a week, once a week. It does not matter, ladies and gentlemen. We are here to stay. Subscribe, like, share, rate, and review. Um, Anchor.fm forward slash KWTKPod for our main page to gain access 100% free and easy to use um, to listen to all of the episodes of our podcast ad-free and uncensored. G the King underscore official on Instagram and real G the King underscore on Twitter. You can also give us a podcast, give us our podcast, uh, give our podcast page a follow at KWTKPod for more information. Back after this commercial break, ladies and gentlemen. Thank you for joining us. We are back, guys. So let's talk a little bit more about this Masvidal versus Conor McGregor fight. Okay, like, I think stylistically, like I was just saying earlier, like, money-wise, my, my money is that on it that this will be an overall stand-up fight. It obviously, if it got to a position, I do feel Masvidal could win by a choke. He has won by submission a lot. Say, hence, like, you know, we look at some of Conor's fights as of late, you know, when he gets hurt. Or gets tagged and stuff, he kind of retreats, kind of in a panic mode. You can tell when he's hurt. He makes it obvious. He backs, uh, backs quite up and you know eats a little too many shots and stuff. Remember the Nate Diaz fight, the first one and the second one too, when he was hurt. He 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 took a lot of really big shots and stuff like that. And I'm not ready to a hundred percent dismiss Connor. I'm not ready to just dismiss any fighters because. You look at motherfuckers who are 20-plus fights in in the UFC, quadruple the amount of fights that Connor's had. Nowhere near the super level of superstardom as quickly as Connor was able to get that kind of stuff and, and um, that kind of praise and all that. But people like Jim Miller, people like Donald Cerrone Plus that never really were able to win belts or anything like that, but they still earn the respect of the fans over the years. Now, they weren't no Conor McGregor sold-out pay-per-view buys and all these people with 20-plus UFC fights and stuff like that. They're not even getting anywhere near paid what Conor is getting paid, and they have all these UFC fights. It's it's really a dirty business that we're in, ladies and gentlemen, but it shows you the star power. And I say fight-wise for Conor, I think Masvidal will stop him if Masvidal does win. I just think that position-wise, and when Connor gets in nasty positions like that, I mean, as elite as a George is probably one of the best strikers that Connor will fight. I mean, Nate Diaz is a fantastic fighter. He's a fantastic striker. But all respects to Connor McGregor. All respects to Nate Diaz and all that. But if Connor fights George Masvidal, I think George Masvidal beats the brakes off of Connor. Realistically, realistically, I think Usman would beat the brakes off Connor. I, I think Floyd Mayweather would have beat the brakes off. Well, did beat the brakes off Connor, but I think if they would have, if Floyd would have been a lot more serious in taking Connor out, he really could have taken Connor out. Really, realistically, but Connor McGregor is a fantastic athlete. He's a fantastic fighter. Um, 
he obviously deserves all the recognition that he's gotten. And seems to have a cardio issue later on in a lot of a lot of his big fights, especially if the fighter has a good gas tank and stuff like that. But Nate Diaz wasn't a wrestler. He wasn't wrestling. He wasn't trying to choke Connor out. Connor, what was Connor's last fight? Oh, the Poirier. Yeah, the second Poirier fight, or third. Excuse me, the third Poirier fight when he broke his leg. So Connor's coming off of a devastating leg injury. Um, who knows how his leg is gonna do? Uh how his leg's going to do into this next fight or his training camp or stuff like that. I mean, it was always so nerve-wracking for me. Once Anderson Silva broke his leg and we didn't know how the hell he was going to be. Like, once I seen that Anderson Silva video, I went, well, the fight when he broke his leg with Chris Weidman the second time, I was like, dude, he's done. There's no fucking way this guy's going to come back and uh, and be able to fight again. What did he do? He came back and he fought again. I don't think we should write Conor McGregor off 100% yet, but if he can't win the next one, man, the name won't, won't be enough at this point in time, man. We don't want to see – we're in the prime ages of the sport. We're in the prime ages of fight fans. We're in the prime age of cancel culture, let alone this happened to President Trump yesterday on the Full Send podcast. Uh, the Noak boys had President Trump on their podcast, and he was censored off at a heartbeat, and they're like over four or five million views on there. They don't want someone who's going to get those kind of numbers, ladies and gentlemen. We're not here to talk about that. Let's get back to what we were talking about. But we are in the age of cancel culture. We are in the age of stuff. We're in the, we're in the prime age of stuff, the prime age of news coverage, prime age of people pulling shit that you said from 10 years ago all back and saying, sitting here and saying things here. So now is the time. We're in the age of social media. We're in the age of where the fight game is really looking to, you know, obviously there's lots of stars everywhere. There's there's BKFC going on. There's Bellator. I mean, Eagle FC is doing some serious things too. I'd say in a way what bare knuckle fighting is doing is what Eagle FC is doing, but the MMA version of what bare knuckle is doing. You I mean pulling up, picking up Rashad Evans, Tyrone Spawn. Um, recently, Tiago Silva, Hector Lombard. Junior Dos Santos, um, another heavyweight, uh, top heavyweight, and well, highly respected, uh, really dangerous guy in uh, the UFC. It's heavyweight division. Who was formerly in the heavyweight division? Obviously, you got Junior Dos Santos, and then we got um, what is his name? Why is his name uh, slipping? Jorgen De Castro, the Mad Titan. Jorgen De Castro was just signed. Um, Junior Dos Santos and Jorgen. De Castro are actually going to lace them up too, um, as well as Tiago Silva. He will take on Hector Lombard. That will be at lightweight. Let alone to that's today. All these fight uh, fights are today. Kevin Lee versus Diego Sanchez. Really? So um, Eagle FC doing some things. Um, let, let's, let me pull up that card. What, do, what kind of card do we got? What kind of card is it? Let's look. Instagram by Meta. So does Facebook really refer to itself as Meta? Is that just a thing? Like, come on. M- meta? Meta? Okay. Okay. What is this?
So Trump, I'm, I'm distracted. But Trump got his the. He's so Kyle's so surprised that they took it down. No, we're looking at we're gonna look at the um. Hold on, uh, let's see, let's see, where, where it is it? BKFC? No, 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 no. We're looking for uh, Eagle FC. Yeah, what Khabib's promotion is doing is absolutely uh, fantastic. So, okay, we got Kevin Lee taking on Diego Sanchez in the main event. That's going to be at super lightweight. Never seen this done in the history of MMA, in my head at least. I mean, a super lightweight, 165, if the UFC... Wait, no, how about this? Scratch that last thing. UFC, Bellator, everyone needs to take notice. Lightweight, 165, super lightweight. We got what lightweight, 155, excuse me, and super lightweight, 165. Okay, in the main event, like I said, we got Kevin Lee, Diego Sanchez. Um, looking for some notable names on here. Ricky Bandejas uh, makes his Eagle FC debut. He takes on um, another, obviously, uh, UFC vet, former title challenger, Ray Borg. Ray Borg uh, picking up a win in his last fight in Eagle FC as well, so that's good. Um, Ronnie Marks. Is that Ronnie Marks? Versus Pena. Um, some of these people, I don't know the names. Um, the names like Ray Borg. We got Encansagony. Um, Emma Kinsagani, the guy that Joaquin Buckley landed the uh, spinning back kick, the highlight reel spinning back kick. That guy, fortunately, that's the way I recognized and remembered him. Sorry, um, but yeah, overall, it's a it's a interesting card. They're doing enough to make me want to watch it. But Tiago Silva versus Hector Lombard, talk about a, a battle of UFC veterans, man. Those are some serious UFC veterans. However, Lombard did not have a crazy amount of UFC fights. The last UFC fight he had, I believe, was that no contest um, against C.B. Dalloway when he hit him after the bell or something like that. And it was clearly, like, clear that he hit him after the bell and stuff. So um, that's some interesting stuff. Kevin Lee, Diego Sanchez. I mean, what do I think of that matchup? Kevin Lee, former title challenger. I mean, Diego Sanchez, former title challenger. But Kevin Lee just a lot more seasoned, a lot more, just so much better. I mean, Kevin Lee, really? Now, like, all respects to Kevin Lee. Kevin Lee is an absolute killer. Kevin the Killer Lee. No, I like the Motown Phenom, but Kevin the Killer Lee. Because he is a killer. And Diego Sanchez is in for some trouble. Especially if Kevin Lee picks his shots and, you know, you knock out Diego Sanchez. I think he can knock him out. I definitely think so, for sure. 
Kevin Lee has better hands. He's a lot more tactical. A lot better with his wrestling. I mean, Diego's good, but he's just not at this level of, of fighting anymore. When's, what was Diego's last fight? I just think he's completely, like, it's completely washed up. Like, I do not think him and Kevin, I think that this will be a finish. I think that Kevin Lee will take him out by a TKO, at least in the second or first round or something like that, at least. But did you guys see the brand new Obi-Wan trailer? What did you think? Did you like it? Are you nearly as excited as I am? Because let, let me tell you, ladies and gentlemen, these Disney Plus shows, The Mandalorian, The Book of Boba Fett, I mean, Rogue One was excellent, even though that wasn't a show. It was a movie that they made, like the newer movies that they're making in the 20th century, in 2021, in 2019, 2021, 2022 plus, and all the movies to come, and all the Star Wars remakes. I mean, The Force Awakened and all those new last three, they weren't as as good as, I didn't, I didn't like them, honestly, I'm not hating on the Star Wars saga, I mean, I like them, they will do, like, I, I, at the end of the day, I, I put my feet back up, and, you know, I guess it's the newer age, but, do you look at some of the um, Star Wars, uh, like, the shows, the Book of Boba Fett, the uh, Mandalorian show, I mean, you look at how serious they are, and how they don't need to have that crazy humor and stuff added, or any extra entertainment stuff. Like it was purely serious, and there's more serious moments, and it seemed like a real, like you know, intense kind of show and stuff. Like that's the vibes I like. Like you guys understand what I mean by that? It's like you know, the, these Mandalorian shows, Book of Boba Fett, and soon to be Obi Wan shows have have to be absolutely absolutely excellent and they will be absolutely excellent because i just think that it's absolutely uh inevitable now, let's watch the trailer right now actually dude it, it, it just just everything they've done on disney plus has been absolutely excellent i mean like it should be illegal to have access to all that amazing content on disney plus absolutely amazing 9.7 views for the amazing uh, for the uh obi-wan kenobi teaser trailer here we go let's play it shows young Luke and stuff too I, I mean this is supposed to continue like after the revenge of the Sith so this is like giving us a deep dive and me personally a deep dive into what happens after revenge of the Sith for Obi-Wan side and stuff then we've seen Rogue One and stuff but we never really got to see what happened afterwards and stuff like that the new hope and stuff Owen Lars right there Who is that guy?
Hayden Christensen will be in this series too. I'm presuming as Lord Vader though, for sure. Hear the breathing in the background. Amazing. Absolutely amazing. Have you guys seen the Batman movie yet? Uh, all right, we're about, we're about to blow each other's. Free, we're, I'm about to get kicked off Spotify right now, probably for saying this right. But uh, okay, so I am in the middle of the Batman movie, and I found like you know they have it online, they have leaks and stuff like that. So I haven't had the time to go to the movie theater. However, I do have like a twenty dollar gift card or some shit for the um, what is it called? Uh, Regal or no amc amc theaters you guys got those you you guys got amc theaters where you are you got amc theaters okay so we we also have regal and stuff too so point blank i have 20 dollars to go i'm gonna go watch the batman movie in theaters uh, probably i don't know maybe tomorrow maybe next week or something like that just before it leaves theaters but i just haven't had time to go so i found a couple sites or something like that to watch i watched a couple of my shows and stuff on the, some of the sites and stuff like that or old things that aren't on available like you know we're not available to watch certain shows anywhere else literally they don't even have them on any of the apps or you gotta pay for them and shit like you find certain sites and stuff so point blank i was watching it and what i've gotten out of it so far is it's absolutely fucking amazing dark night like vibes for sure it's definitely its own movie for sure i definitely recommend it even though i haven't watched it 100 percent because like i said i just got done outing myself and saying that i was watching it on a site i mean youtube offers it sometimes people upload the whole videos to youtube and stuff like that you can't control what people upload it's just a matter of how quickly they can take it down before you've seen it watched it or talked about it you know what i mean or pulled clips and stuff like that similarly to what happened with president trump and stuff like that that's crazy that just shows you that a man's power and the voice must be silenced especially if you have a powerful voice because you know there's a lot of idiots in the world and in their eyes if someone if someone like trump antagonizes people or um you know what i mean just he he says one thing or something else that they're they want to cancel him or you know take him off the face of the earth just as they did with all of his social media accounts absolutely crazy i mean they literally wiped him off the face of the earth joe rogan's fine there's no such thing as canceling joe rogan that that whole little shtick for a couple of weeks was the stupidest thing ever i mean joe is not going to get canceled joe's podcast is still on spotify if you really you want to know someone who was truly canceled trump trump was truly canceled 100 percent. truly canceled 100 percent. what else we got here on this episode of kicking with the king ladies and gentlemen like i said if you like our show be sure to subscribe, like, share, rate, and review. You're driving right now, huh? If you're driving right now, be sure to turn this shit up. Be sure to stream this live. Be sure to tell your friends what show you're listening to. Tell your mom, 
tell your grandma as you're taking her to her, her, her appointment, her doctor's appointment, whether you're you're going to see your girlfriend, your boyfriend, whoever, it doesn't matter what the fuck you're doing. Stream our show live, stream our show um, free, and it's available for everyone to listen to. You can listen to it on your brand new Tesla. You can listen to it on your brand new Corvette. You can listen to it, well, not with these gas prices. You might as well be better off streaming the show at home. Because let alone, ladies and gentlemen, these fucking gas prices are absolutely crazy. Do you know the last time I filled up my car fully? Gas was like four seventy nine at least. That's high still, but we're at a record high now. How much is it now? Eight or nine? I mean, people are saying eight or nine to other places over here. Six dollars? I mean, if I see it at eight or nine, I think that's a little... No, it's probably at like six or something like that, but dude. How crazy and how insane is that because of this crazy war? I mean, it's not, I mean, it doesn't seem like a war. It doesn't really feel like a war. I mean, I never fill up my gas tank fully anyways. And if you have a good car with good gas, I mean, say your car gets $40 no matter what. If anything, it might be like 55 55 60 But, hey, at the end of the day, man, shit's going to be expensive regardless. You got to prepare for those kinds of stuff. I'm not saying that, like, we deserve to have this happen and stuff, but it's not the worst thing in the fucking world, but it very well could be because people are already getting underpaid. I mean, the salaries, the, the minimum wages and stuff like that, the already job market being kind of uh, kind of shitty in lots of places, especially like fast food industries. And, you know, Amazon is really popular right now. They have a lot of workers there, but if you look at the lower mom and pop type stores like like the Chevrons and I noticed lots of fast food places, lots of few fast food places have a lot of younger kids, a lot of minors and a lot of um older people, like older, older, like fifty, sixty, no not like around forty five, fifty years old people, like they don't have a lot of young people. Like if you want workers, you got young, fresh fast adults and stuff and people are in the primes of their lives and stuff like that but people want to earn lots of money people want to earn uh, earn lots of money make lots of money and spend lots of money too but in this day and age when our economy is like that and our um gas prices are crazy like that then it's kind of hard and we have to be a lot more um what's it called you know how people were reluctant to spend money or go places or drive and stuff like that. That's why, like, if I work, like, say, there's times where I go in at 7.30 p.m., get off at 4 a.m., and I have to work at 3 p.m. the next day. And with these gas prices and the fact that I commute 20-plus miles each way, dude, that's fucking insane that gas prices are that high. So sometimes people got to do what they got to do. I just put my seat back in my car. I have a, a maybe like a little blanket to cover my legs up or some shit, and I just put my head back and just relax, and you know I'll pass out and something like that. You know what I mean? So it it's just a matter of uh, you know just a matter of uh, what the fuck you got to do to survive on that. But um, nevertheless, ladies and gentlemen, uh, what else we got here on this episode? I know we got maybe like. 10 more minutes left here on um, the program. Um, any news? Anything breaking? Anything exciting that we could sit here and talk about here in the last few minutes of the show? Um,
Yeah, these power, these freaking prices are insane. Yeah. Um, fight pick wise, we didn't do so good, but ladies and gentlemen, we live to fight another day. There's lots of fights. There's lots of fights to pick, let alone ladies and gentlemen. Plus, we have way more fights coming up. What's the next uh, UFC card? Let's talk about the last, uh, then the next UFC card, and then we'll get out of here. And uh, I caught up on a lot of uh, my episodes I've been watching and stuff like that on um, Paramount Plus too. Like a lot of FBI shows. FBI Most Wanted Season 3, um, the last episode with Jess LaCroix in there. Um, Julian Mick, I don't know how to pronounce his last name, McHallen or something like that. Julian, uh, Julian's last episode is Jess LaCroix on, um, was just the other night. And let me tell you, dude, if you have not watched it yet, I'm not going to spoil it. But, man, that was very unexpected. Okay, so UFC, let's see the last Shout out to Hanato Moicano too. Very tough, uh, very tough guy. Very, uh, very, uh, in- very fun fight between Rafael and Moicano as well. So I mean, Rafael Losano still at a uh, top form uh, at his age and, and his uh, where he's at number ten in the world at lightweight for sure. So uh, cool. That's good to see that. Um, so we got Tiago Santos versus. Uh, Uh, Magomed Ankalaev. Ankalaev had the two crazy fights with uh two crazy fights with uh Ion Kuntelaba. Iwan Kuntelaba. Um Tim Sylvia just released a, a shirt. His new shirt, Joe Biden is the worst president ever. And tagged Donald Trump Jr., Ivanka Trump, 2024. It says, fuck Biden and fuck you for voting for him. He's a complete shit president, too. Terrible president. Worst fucking president ever. Ben Askren says, I'm amazed at how fast Corona disappeared from the mainstream media news. All right, but um, I think that is it, ladies and gentlemen. Thank you all for joining us here. We got one more episode before this, and we will be on episode 400. We literally, this is episode 398. We'll be on episode 399. Uh, We'll come back tomorrow. We'll be back for sure tomorrow for episode 399, and then something big for episode 400, ladies and gentlemen, episode 400. Ladies and gentlemen, until then, I cannot wait. I hope you guys enjoyed the last couple episodes. I hope you enjoyed um, this episode. And like I said, be sure to follow us, like, share, rate, and review. We'll be back sooner rather than later. Back tomorrow at the same time, ladies and gentlemen. This is Gabriel Hernandez signing off. We're out of this bitch. Bye, folks. DJ, it's all yours.